You're listening to the Carboline Tech Service Podcast. I'm Jack Walker. With me, as always, is the highly debated name of Mr. Paul Jameis. He's the Director of Technical Service. Paul, how's it going today? Oh, it's going great, Jack. It's nice to be rolling through some of these podcasts, reminding people of what a great set of resources that we had with us at SSPC. Before we talk about our next guest, how do people get a hold of us? Yeah, they can reach us at technicalservice at carboline.com. Jack's on the Twitter at Jack underscore CTSP. I'm at Paul underscore CTSP. And don't forget, when you look at your podcast, hit subscribe. We're going to be having things coming at you, and you want to be informed as fast as we can get them out there. So make sure that you're subscribed when on your podcast listener. So, none of us are perfect. From time to time, we make mistakes. And me... Speak for yourself. Me personally, I like to make fun of myself when I make mistakes. So okay, with this... I get that. With this next episode that we got, I pulled the Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. We were halfway through the recording. <laughs> I forgot this happened. So with our next guest, we started the recording. It was the first night that we were recording in the booth. So we're still trying to figure out how it's going to work, everything else. And next thing you know, we have an executive of, of a company sitting there at the table with us, our next guest. And we get about three minutes into the interview. And I feel a tap on my shoulder. Now, we're sitting in a line. and Jack's to my right, and our guest is to my left. If you've seen the pictures on the Carbline social media, you kind of get the idea of the setup. And I just look over the computer, and all I can think is, oh, no. <laughs> so I tap Paul on the shoulder. And I pointed at the computer. And as I turn my head, I see that the computer screen, as he's pointing at it, I recognize there's there's no red on that screen. <laughs> and the recording program shows red when you're recording. Yeah, so I had forgotten to hit record. And all I can think is, well, first, Paul said some words you can't say on the show. Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew we weren't recording. It didn't matter what I said. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like... I'm going to look like the biggest idiot in the world <laughs> to this guest. But one thing that I loved about this interview and I loved about our next guest, and you'll notice that there's a jab in there when we get in there. He jumped right in. He made fun of me for doing it. I mean, he, he, he really was. He took it in stride. He was a great guest. It was a great interview. He almost could be the third wheel of the Carboline yeah. Tech Service podcast, <laughs> the way that he jumped in and gave me trouble for uh, my special moment. We're talking about Michael Sellers. He is the managing director for Alcometer. If you're not familiar with Alcometer, they make all kinds of inspection-related equipment for the paint industry, and they are diving into a new portion of the paint industry, and we'll get into that in our interview. But anyway, here's our great interview with Michael Sellers from Alcometer. We're going to try to redo everything that we just practiced. It now was a fantastic got... take. So if it's not as good this time, you just need to know you that just it was better later. last time. All right. So with us today is Michael Sellers, the managing director of Elcometer. Again. And again. <laughs> Hi, it's, Jack. It's always good when your guests can bust you a little bit, give you a little trouble. <laughs> hey, we've all been there. <laughs> no, I've never forgotten to hit a record. cap. <laughs> but that's because you don't, that's not your job. No, no. I was just so excited. The music was playing. We had a guest. And then, yeah. But now we're recording. See, look. Look at all the I funny see, lines. I see all the red. All right. So, Paul, I go. All right. So, Michael, like we were talking about, why don't you tell us a little bit about your role with Alcometer, how you came to be 
sure, in charge. No problem. Let us know where you came from. So I'm seventh generation. I've been in the business now for nearly 30 years. In fact, if I'm being really honest, I remember being no taller than knee height and going and trying products out, trying to smash them as kids do. Russia probably wouldn't let you in those places now. Well, no, no, they yeah. definitely don't. Um, but as a family business, we've been going all the way back to the 1800s. In fact, this year we technically celebrate 200 years of, wow. of, of business wow. uh, as fantastic. a family. That's fantastic. Yeah. And the family is myself, my mother, and my sister, and 350 people else. <laughs> and all of our distributors around the world. We manufacture in the UK, and over in California we have a facility as well. And we split our range of products through protective and industrial coatings. And we've recently launched a range of blast equipment. That's fantastic. I heard that you also have moved one of your United States-based locations. Yeah, we realized that we would have seriously outgrown uh, a facility we put up in about 1980-something. And we sold that one off and we moved to a purpose-built facility in Warren, Michigan. Just uh, In fact, it was built for the fitting out of the Abrams tank. So it's a, a good facility. It sounds like it's a big one, huh? Yeah, we've got room to grow, and we've got six training rooms there that will hold up to 60, 80 people. Uh, and it, the game here is to train customers either in our inspection equipment or, or in the greater field of the coatings industry. And, you know, that really is an important feature in nowadays world. The uh, equipment has become complicated. It's all computerized now. It's not, I mean, it's, I'm sure... Yes, it's not magnets on the spring anymore, as I was right. saying. That joke always works the second time as well. <laughs> well, that's because it didn't, wasn't heard the first no, time. No, well, that's yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, in those days are gone. My father, he was uh, one of the founding fathers of the inspection industry. And those gauges have now, we, our first gauge is a bit like uh, I was saying this morning at the uh, breakfast seminar. The head of IBM in the 1940s said that he only thought there was possibly a market for five computers. Well, they were as big as a house. Sure, they were, and then some. But we thought the same. My grandfather, he felt that he thought that uh, coating thickness gauges maybe 20, 30 gauges a year. And we still sell that gauge, 20 or 30 of them a year now. 1947 was when that <laughs> so came out. So he was right. He was right. But he was, <laughs> he was a few, few 50 years, 60 years, 75 years, whatever the month is. But yeah, it's, it's changed a lot. We're now into the digital age. There's a lot of complexity in the product. It's now as complicated as, as cellular phones. And, you know, we, uh, we need to do a lot of training to make sure they get the most out of it. And that really is the key, if, because if they're not able to use the equipment properly, they're never going to get the benefit. It's going to sit in a drawer, and nobody is ever going to get the benefit of understanding what that equipment does. Well, that's right. There are a lot of people out there who would have them in a drawer so that when the inspector comes in, they can say, have you got a DFT gauge or an adhesion yeah, gauge I got or whatever? One right here. Yeah, it's right here. But in Still reality, got the on it. yeah, and, and, and that sticky label has not stopped those batteries from corroding. But the big problem you've got is, is the fact that in industry, as we know, that you know, the poor guy at the end of the job is the inspector. And they've yep. got to do all the inspection work. They've been given or they've quoted themselves two weeks to do the inspection. And everything's gone overrun. But you can't get that ship out of the dry dock any later. It's got a deadline. Right. And these guys are pressurized. So the game here is, is how can you get the products inspected or the asset inspected in the fastest possible way to get that ship out the door or get that asset completely online? Right. And that's really been the big improvement in the past, I don't know, maybe 10 years of how well the instruments are able to actually handle all that data and communicate it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's data's one thing and speed is another. Yeah. In the old days, you used to take very, very few number of readings. Right. Nowadays, you know, you're talking about hundreds of thousands of readings on a VLCC crude carrier and everything in between. And memory's free these days, realistically. Yeah, it really is. In the old days, it was people used to break into buildings to steal the SIMs out of the computers. But with memory so cheap, you can actually now store a lot of information. 
All right, it's that time again. It's that time to remind you that Carboline pays the bills for this thing. Now, one thing I will tell you is, you know, I guess they're letting us advertise us again. They sure are. And it's good that they are because they're letting us go out on the road again. Letting us out of our cages again. That's so right. So I got the biggest smile on my face when they let me out. <laughs> so next month, March 24th through 29th, we're going to be at Nace Croge and we're going to be doing the same thing. We're coming back at you with live podcasts in the Carboline Trade Show booth. That's going to be booth 1800 at the Nashville NACE Corrosion 2019 conference. If the floor is open, we'll be there recording podcasts. Come by, get some socks. We got some cool socks socks. for you, and maybe you'll learn a thing or two. All right. So you mentioned earlier that you guys are branching out into blasting equipment. So what was the motivation behind that? Well, we want to grow. And to do that, we need to bring in a range of products that meets our customers' requirements. And a lot of our customers are blasters. And we have profile equipment and cleanliness equipment before the cycle of coating application. And we felt that actually there's more we can offer here. And we looked at what was in the market. And we acquired a company out of the UK about two years ago and set about redesigning it to meet the future requirements. And again, speed is of the essence and productivity. And so we set about redesigning the product to be more efficient and productive for the user. And, you know, we were looking at some of the equipment that you have in your booth. And it's got Orange some really, and black. Yes, it is. And some really unique properties to it. It looks like all of them were kind of designed for, you know, maneuverability. They look like they'll all fit through a door. Absolutely. And that was the key point. It's all about portability and making it easy for the operator to get it around and make it safe. Yeah. And, you know, looking at it, it looks like each one of them is kind of built almost like, I don't know, the handlebars are almost like a roll cage. Yeah. Because we know how careful everybody is on a construction site do you know they sure look after everything they do yeah. they do it's usually fit for purpose. it really they look after it right usually off of the job site and all the way back to where it was supposed to go it is in immaculate uh, it's, in, it's in pristine condition as if it was coming out of the showroom that's right but it looks like you took into account all of those details yeah. and the abuse you get on a job site uh, yeah i mean we looked at this and we had a look at and spoke to a lot of people in the industry and said what is it that is wrong with the existing product lines out there and we tried to engineer into the new range of blast equipment features that made sure it worked for them and kept it productive. I mean, the game is with blasting, it's how much blasting can you do? It's downtime to do servicing. It's no longer being productive for you. So we designed it so that you could fix things very quickly and get it back out into the site. It really does. It looks like a really nice design. I can't wait to see them in action. No, and it's so brand new. They are only just coming out in the European field of operations they're coming out here in a few months and and it's been very well received here today excellent so as we were talking about a few minutes ago one of the big changes that we've had to come up with is how to handle all of this data that these gauges are are now acquiring we're taking thousands or hundreds of thousands of of readings on a particular asset what's been the new let's say updates or new generation of of how to manage that data well, it's interesting. We had this talk this morning with Ten Grombach, and the uh, the key here is the next generation is tech savvy. They really know what they're doing. They're computer literate. You know, I remember going to a conference a few years ago, and they talk about AD and BC. BC is before computers, and AD is after digital. And yeah. in reality, that's out there. And um, the old guard of writing pen to paper and writing every inspection reading down and recording it into a, a lever arch file and putting it on a shelf <laughs> and everybody right again are gone. It's no longer about taking measurements. Measurements is not the thing. It's what you do with that measurement that's absolutely critical. And this is in the reporting and proving that the inspection has been done correctly to the requirements of SSPC or NACE or ISO. Right. What's the critical here is now is how can we get reports written without wasting the time on the job site? 
So how can we stop? And we find in markets around the world that out of every five days of inspection, up to three of them is actually writing the report. And, and the fourth one inspect. is doing their expense report. Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. And so what the game here now is, is how can you write that report in five minutes? And you can do that with technology. So you put Bluetooth into a gauge, you transfer that to your cell phone. The cell phone, you press a button and it prints the report out there and then from the job site and it's emailed anywhere in the world. And that's really been the key is being able to communicate the data in a... A usable way. Yeah. Something yeah. that everybody can understand, you know, because yeah. not everybody understands 27.5 microns or just right. over one mil. Sure. Right. I think the other thing you have to understand is that in the old days we had meters. It was with a needle that went across. And the big problem that you've got with digital gauges is that everyone argues over 0.1 of a mil or 0.01 of a mil. And is that really important? No, it's not. No. But there is no. that critical point. And if you understand what the limits are and you start using limits and they're set and everyone agrees that in the tripart agreement, what exactly is a fail, then there's no arguments. And then you can put limits on gauges and you can scan. So you can now really speed up taking measurements by scanning a whole surface and getting the true indication of where you've missed bits or you've not got enough coding down or too much. And that's really been a, a helpful piece of information is having people understand that today's gauges are so much more specific than when most of these specifications were written. Absolutely. And, and specifications are needing to be upgraded. ASTM is just coming out with the update on scanning technology for the process. SSPCPA2 needs to be updated yes, and is does. being yep. done with scanning. Because at the end of the day, scanning technology can be up to 80% faster than just point and shoot measurement. Yep. And you get a lot more data and it's more accurate. That's right. And so again, it comes into what do you do with that data when it's done? So presenting it in a manageable fashion is really the key. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I think that about does it for us here on the Carbilling Tech Service Podcast. Michael, thank you very much oh, for coming It's my pleasure. In. Thank you very much for having yeah, me. Thank you for coming on. Thanks again. We hope you're continuing to enjoy these episodes that we're bringing to you from SSBC Codings Plus. Thank you, and we'll see you next week. Who put the line in Carbilling?